Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now is the time to help us out. There are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episodes, or become a sponsor, or do it all. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Don't be shocked by what you're about to hear, because I'm chatting with Michelle Shocked. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, we had a very beautiful, fun, warm spring day yesterday, and we're <laughs> having a less fun, colder spring day today. How dare the weather, it's truly. It's not fair. Like, I what was, is this? I was so happy yesterday. I was like, maybe my depression is seasonal, and then it's back today, and yeah. I was like, yeah. it's spring still, and I'm depressed again, so. <laughs> well, I'm very excited, because we are going to learn everything there is to know about you. Yeah, that's going to be... excited to shock the audience with oh, your backstory? I'm, I'm thrilled to finally be able to explain myself. <laughs> right. Well, let's start for easy. Where are you from? I'm from Ojai, California. All right, all right. Which and is like an hour north of LA. Okay, yeah. so you're a SoCal kid. I'm a SoCal girl. What was it like to live out in California? Well, speaking of the weather, I really, truly under, underestimated her my entire life. Yeah. Um, California was amazing. I lived in a very like small hippie town. Ojai is like log cabin rep- Republicans and like stoners. Like mm-hmm. that is the where they meet. And so I don't know why I was like, wow, I have a lot of anxiety in Ojai, California. You know where I might have less anxiety? New York City. Wrong. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. But I mean, California is like really lovely. And you know, I think that me personally, I have a little bit more of an East Coast mentality mm-hmm. because I'm a little neurotic and I'm very go, 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 go. So I was happy to move here. Yeah. But, but now every time it gets cold, I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So what did you do out there in California? Um, you know, I went to high school. I <laughs> and then I graduated. You know, um, but I was a big theater kid. Mm-hmm. I was a big theater dork in school and stuff like that. And uh, so I wasn't. My dad's famously a surfer, as every person in Southern California is. And I never could do it. It would make me too scared because when I would go underwater, it would be too much for me. Um, and so. You know, I disappointed my father out in California uh, by not being a surfer. Um, I stayed inside. I never got a tan because I was like always like yeah. the theater kid. I was I was literally on Broadway World message boards when I was in eighth grade. So yeah, talk about how <laughs> oh. did theater enter your life? Okay, so well, this is really really funny. Uh, the first play I really auditioned for when I was like a preteen and like had agency to do whatever I wanted uh, was. The Velveteen Rabbit. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I was in seventh grade, and it was at the Ojai Community Playhouse, and I auditioned because I had a crush on a girl that was auditioning. Ooh, I know, scandal. scandal. And, you know, that past December, I had asked her on a date, and she said no because she had just been mm-hmm. through a breakup, and it was a little too soon. <laughs> um, but I have a feeling she knew something I didn't know. And then uh, we were just good friends, and she was auditioning for this thing, and I was like, well, if Isabel's auditioning, hi Isabel. If Isabel's auditioning for this, I guess I have to. Yeah. And I was cast as the little boy who almost dies, and that kind of thematic arc has really followed me throughout my entire career. And where is Isabel now? Uh, Isabel is back in California right now. She might be moving to France. She's a 
a jet setter. She was teaching in North Korea. Or not North Korea. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say. That's, in, yeah. that's a story. She was teaching English in South Korea. She's an amazing artist and a really good friend. And I nice. Yeah. So where did you go to school? Um, for college? Yeah. I went to Pace University in New York. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of drag um, alum from Pace. Yeah. It's something about like how they discourage you away from the performing arts. I don't know. Just kidding. My professors were very encouraging. Um, yeah, and there's Adriana Trenta, I know. Mm-hmm. There's Anita D. Mm-hmm. Um, Flower Tortilla. Flower Tortilla. Who, how can I forget? My sister. Um, Bijou before she moved to California. Back oh, home yeah, to California. Word. Yeah, yeah. Pace um, has this way of, you know, being, you know, right by Wall Street that mm-hmm. just makes you desperate to yeah. twirl, I guess, because you want that... You want that you, money, honey. You want that money, honey, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about it. When did drag enter your life? Okay, um, so what happened for me was I auditioned for the musical theater program at Pace. It's a very good program. And, um, I famously was rejected. Um, and then I took class with the, the professor who like leads the program and she's like, did you audition for this school? And I said, yeah, twice. And she went, huh. <laughs> Oops. And then I was like, I was heavier and much more anxious. And she was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. Um, but anyways, I... Got rejected from the musical theater program, but I ended up going because Pace gave me a lot of money, and I was very desperate to get away from my small town and kind of, like, spread my wings and fly. Turns out when you try to fly the first time, you actually fall on your face. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really an amazing place for me. I met a lot of really encouraging people, and I actually wanted to go into the directing program. And then I auditioned for the directing program and the acting program, and they were like, you are a performer. Um, and I said, thank you. And so they put me in the acting program there, the experimental theater program, and which really has helped my drag a lot, which I can talk about later. But I was, so I went to school for five years, is what I'm saying. And my second year there was my first year in the program, and I was rooming with two of my friends, uh, Laurel and Brienne. And I just started digging through their makeup one day. And they, they would know because they'd be like, huh, I don't remember using Royal Blue today. <laughs> you know, like... And, and where was the makeup from? What kind of brands did okay. you try out? So Brienne had this really wonderful, like, Sephora Pro, like, thing. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, a little, like, tower of, like, like the lip kit underneath and, like, the shadows. So, again, like I said, all those bright colors mysteriously, like, vanished in a few months or whatever. I mean, they knew I was doing it and they were okay with it. Or they said they were okay with it, okay? If you have anything to say, girls, just say it to me now. Um... And, you know, I was rummaging through. Um, I did not let myself go out in makeup for about a year or so. And then when I finally was like, yes, this is good enough. <laughs> oh, she was not, you know, she was, you know, it's that classic thing. It's yeah. like you go out for your first time in drag. Of course, my first time officially out in drag was Halloween. Of course. Um, and I had just been coming from rehearsal. I had no time to get ready. And I put on, um, you know, I regret it all now. I put on a Richard Simmons afro, uh, really big sunglasses, terrible, terrible bronzer contour, uh, no liquid contour at the time. And I was Donna Summering. Of course for the you were. Evening, yeah. <laughs> so you play around as a Halloween queen. Yeah, yeah. When did the first gig happen? And what was the first lip sync you performed? Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I have two answers for this. My first gig as a drag queen was my friend had written a musical that was going up at the Pit Loft in Mm -hmm. uh, Chelsea, and uh, it was about um, office supplies. It was called Cubicle the Musical. Hi, Caleb. I'm sure you'll listen to this. Um, 
he lives in Chicago now. I love you, buddy. Um, and it was Cubicle the Musical, and he was like, Ryan, like, I know you've been wanting to perform in drag, and I want you to be one of the erasers in my musical. Of course. Because it was, like, the three erasers who were, the, like, the Supremes yeah. or some, like, some girl group. Some more appropriate girl group, because we were all white girls. Um, but I was Erasery the Eraser before mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. ever Michelle Shocked. And then my first gig as Michelle Shocked was... Um, a cabaret at my school that we did. Um, it was like a miscast, and there, my friend was directing it. And he was like, we want a drag queen to do it. I think you should finally do this. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. Sounds really fun. It ended up being, as a lot of student theater is, in like, you know, one of the common <laughs> areas, yeah. one of the common spaces, literally looked like my dad's living room from the 80s. Um, and my first number that I did, I didn't do lip syncing that, um, uh, that event, but I did all live sing. And so what did you sing? I sang... My opening number was... It was quite like the drag, like, oh, you're going to do that? Yeah. It was uh, Welcome to My Party by... Of course, from, of course. Uh, the Wild Party into My Strongest Suit naturally. from Aida. Naturally. And then my other numbers were Take Me or Leave Me, where I famously almost uh, gave this kid a concussion because I kicked up and I... I almost oh, kicked his head. Oh, no. And then I slapped him a little too hard. Hi, Zach. Um, and then... I closed out the night, and I'm ashamed to say it now, but with, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. No! And I de-dragged, I took no. off all my drag, yeah, but you know, you know they were living for well, it. Well, choices, yeah. you, you know better now. We love growth, yeah. Yeah, well, how would you describe Michelle in three words? Okay, um, uh, I would describe Michelle as, uh, ruthless, I would describe her as, um, cathartic Mm -hmm. and i would describe her as you know like i want to think of a word that's joyful but it's not really like joy per se as we would think of it i think it's like like ecstatic and that there's something frenetic about it so those are my three nice what is the origin story of your drag name persona okay um the shell shocked um is um was so named by one of my best friends in the entire world emma um, and she's still one of my drag, like, dramaturgs. I send her ideas, and she's like, no, you're not doing that. And I say, okay, okay, yeah, what am I doing? And then she'll send me an idea, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just, uh, taking a hike in a river bottom one summer when I was home, and, like, trying to think of, like, what my drag name would be, because, okay, again, uh, my original drag name, I never performed with it, because I know better, um, was Frida Shallow. Yep, no. Nope. And you can't do it. I couldn't do it and I would never, ever, nope, ever, nope, ever. Nope, nope. And I know better. Um and she she said Michelle Shocked and I was like, that's so funny, because she was thinking of the the folk singer mm-hmm. Michelle Shocked. Um or actually I think we both like subconsciously knew of that woman and then we looked it up and we're like, fuck her. Uh, <laughs> but we were just literally playing around in a, a river bottom and talking about like how Michelle's like Miss Mama trauma. Yeah. And so like what is that for her and um, so I always credit Emma whenever I get a chance. She is technically my drag mother in a way because she gave me my drag name. And I would say Michelle, um, Michelle definitely started my first year in college before I ever did drag because we had to do every week these like performances every week for like class. We would have to bring in these like assignments based on like, they'd be like, pick a song and like pick a story and go. And so my first, I would say drag number was my freshman year. I did um, a performance to the song Grid by Perfume Genius. 
um, and it's like this techno song, and it has like this like these three witches chanting to me is what it sounds like, and so I did it about this girl who um, very Carrie she didn't win prom, she didn't win prom queen so she uh, she burned down the school nice yeah how long does it take to transform into Michelle um about you know forty five. Which is fifty right. <laughs> years. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say a good. Um, I would love a good three hours because I get really stressed when I'm trying to do my makeup. And do you stuff. have any like getting ready traditions? Um, yes, I love to light a candle. As uh, <clears throat> gay as that sounds, I am gay. I know this is a shocker to the audience. Um, I light a candle. I recently, on the suggestion of Tsunami Muse have started listening to meditation music when I get okay, ready, as right. opposed to, like, pump-up music. Because mm-hmm. me as a person, my nervous system is very um, alert, so I don't need the pump-up, you know? I need the calm down. Yeah. So I, I've started doing that, and that's been really helpful to kind of be like, wow, this is the gig, this is fun, you know? What are your top three makeup tips? I mean, have you seen my makeup? My girl, I think I need the tips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, she's she's getting better. She's learning how to blend. Thank you, Sterling, for uh, for pointing out that I'm learning how to blend. Why don't you try it? Um, just kidding. I'm an amazing makeup uh. artist. Um, okay. Uh, my three makeup tips are always try to raise your eye. Mm-hmm. You, when you're doing your cat eye, always draw it higher than you think it should be at first and then even out later because one of my least favorite things to see in drag is the swoopy. Yeah. The swoopy under uh, just do eyeline. Just Nike. Yeah, just, it's truly just do it. Um, I like to do my brows first. Mm-hmm. I think it makes uh, any attempt at being even easier in the end. And um, this is a makeup tip that's more of a makeup philosophy. And I heard it from the one, the only, Heidi Ho, um, when we were doing this play together uh, a long time ago. And um, she said to me, she was like, you know, I love to, because I asked her, I was like, mm-hmm. any makeup tips for like a new queen who's just like getting out there? And she was like, well, you know, for me, like doing the makeup is all about like looking at myself in the mirror and communing with the things that I really love about my appearance and the things that I am like a little more hesitant about. And then like only like just like bringing those good things to the front and like I think thinking about makeup like that really changed my perspective of it because it became less about like a perfectionist like oh the line's wrong it's like not even and more about like a spiritual well-being thing so thanks Heidi shout out there you go who are some of your inspirations in drag and theater okay um some of my inspirations in drag um I would say like the queens because I am one of those people who kind of um in addition to learning a lot about like the off-off-Broadway scene in the 60s that used drag a lot, that I'll talk about in a second, was introduced to drag a lot through Drag Race. And I would say the first queen I really connected with uh, was Alaska, and then the second queen being Katya. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that Katya is unafraid to say things that no one will understand. And she's not afraid to be confounding, and I think nowadays a lot of drag queens want to be understood when I prefer the amorphous gray area. Um, so I would say those two. And then, like I said, there's this theater maker named Charles Ludlum. And just, just a little, a little known. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So Charles Ludlum is, uh, one of my biggest inspirations in the world. He, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he wrote the play, um, 
well, the one that I always think of is uh, it's called Conquest of the Universe. Uh huh. When queens collide. Uh, but the one he's most famous for is called The Mystery of Irma Vep. Yep. Um, where it's these uh, two men taking on like you know, 20 different characters throughout the play. And so his whole movement, uh, The Theater of the Ridiculous, Mm -hmm. I read that axiom all the time. It's one of my favorites. He wrote, like, a manifesto about, like, what theater is about, and he wrote, like, the things that you take serious are your weakness, and the things that you uh, laugh at are your strengths. Yeah. And something to that effect. And so that whole philosophy really, really inspires me. And in that vein... Uh, Taylor Mack is mm-hmm. one of my biggest inspirations, yeah. and I think Taylor Mack finally allowed Charles Ludlum to rest in peace because in Taylor Mack's play that's on Broadway, Gary, so good, so so good. There are dancing giant dancing phalluses uh, that move on their own, and I think that would have made Charles Ludlum really really happy. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was looking at my giant um, two shelves the of plays. Um, plays, and I was trying to find my Ludlum, but I can't oh. find it. I have the some... completed works. Of course you do. <laughs> um, no, and of course it's an alphabetical order. I still can't find it. Oh, I, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm dumb, so it's fine. So you dumb but beautiful, Michael. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're the first and only person to say that. <laughs> when people say you're, when you say you're dumb, they're just like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful part, no one ever says that. Well, anyway, you recently competed in Ultimate Drag Pageant. I did. What was that experience like for you? Okay, that experience was so amazing. This is how I got into the Ultimate Drag Pageant. I um, I was at Pride in mm-hmm. the most ridiculous, not ridiculous, like I looked good that day. Uh, my my roommate let him let me use his makeup, uh, which was more pigment- pigmented than mine at the point. And I saw Marty on like the float that they were doing or like at the center announcing all the floats and I was like I want to be in that pageant I knew about the pageant and I was like I want to be in it so had you gone before um I hadn't I had never gone to see it because I had just moved up to that area like literally that month Mm -hmm. and then I learned about it and I was like I want to do this and I went up to Marty and like I said I'm a very nervous person so I was literally like trembling and I was like Hi, Marty. You don't know me at all. Uh, I would love to do your pageant. And um, he said, oh, this season's filled, but just message me the next time that you see, like, the call, and I'll definitely make sure to put you on, like, priority. And I was like, amazing, thank you so much. And then I walked away from him shaking. Um, And I really, really um, can't thank Marty enough for giving me the opportunity, but the first week of it, I walked in, and I I didn't walk in, I went... In, like, my journey there, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? It's like, I've never worked in New York. Like, I've maybe performed in, like, three bars that are drag bars. Like, what am I thinking? And then uh, I I won the first week. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And it was so odd to me, like, for me, because I, I walked... I walked out to do my first performance, and Marty's first note was like, well, you're obviously very confident. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, Acting. Yeah, I was like, wow, like, thanks, Michelle. You really got me there. And so that entire experience was like, again, I I can't thank Marty enough for uh, giving me the opportunity to kind of... I think what I did most in the Ultimate Drag Pageant was like, learn that this scene is like so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, I had lived in New York for like five years and I never like went out and drag because I was so intimidated and so just worried that people were going to be catty and stuff and you know the people that I've met and have stayed in contact with like they're sweethearts like they're so supportive they're they like make me feel so warm inside so like again I can't thank 
the West End and that space enough for existing to allow me and other artists like myself who are getting started to explore their drag character and like develop them and I felt very amorphous and blobby and so because of that I I, I was very surprised at how well I, I did um but I mean it was an amazing aff affirmative experience like to to go into it being like I'm a fucking idiot for doing this and leave uh having gotten first runner-up to like such a talented group of people like, yeah. in our season so what was the biggest takeaway for you um I think the biggest takeaway for me from the ultimate drag pageant is that um, the what you put out and like the energy you put into something does show no matter how like neurotic you're being about it and like if you lead with kindness people will either dismiss it for not being their kind of way or you know accept it you yeah. know because again i i tend to be very neurotic about myself and i i get very neurotic about my self-esteem and that pageant and that competition and competing with like such talented people who only made me want to push myself like showed me that you have to lead with that you have to lead with the confidence yeah. and leave the self-esteem behind the door is there a week you wish you could do over um let me think um Uh, okay, so there is a week I want to do over, but I will, it's Snatch Game, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to redo it. All right, soon. well, well let, let's yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. So yeah. we, um, this will come out probably after the season starts, but you're about to do it again in an all-star seasons of UD. Yes. <laughs> what did you learn from that first pass that you'll be implementing this time around? Okay. Um, from that first pass, as I've been saying, I learned exactly who Michelle wants to be and like also how other people take her yeah you know in the scene and i think that is such valuable information because if you know what you're putting out there it's so much easier to want to put it out there i guess yeah so now that i feel a little more solid in my skill as a drag queen i'm gonna take it from there and like just like I think the first time I learned that my reservations about what I was doing only hindered myself. So I'm going no reservations, balls to the wall. I'm going to do some really fucking weird stuff and yeah. I'm really excited. Well, are there any New York City drag queens that you've yet to work with that is like on your dream list? Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think of girls that I haven't necessarily worked with. Oh, um, I would love to work with Ragamuffin. I think mm -hmm. she's so, so cool. Um... And I love that uh, she is able to not compromise on who she is and still work in a lot of markets. I think that's really cool. And if we're going to go, like, dream, 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 uh, I already mentioned them, but Taylor Mac yeah. is, like, a drag artist that I am seeking so heavily to emulate uh, that to to work with them would seem like a, a gift. Yeah. Yeah. If you could create any show at any venue, what would it be called and what could we see in it? <laughs> um okay <laughs> um i think it would be really really fun to have a show at therapy mm -hmm. as michelle shocked um and i would like it to be like i don't know like like shock treatment or like you know or like, shock therapy yeah shock therapy at therapy with michelle shocked like so stupid <laughs> we love puns <laughs> we love a pun we are famously uh drag enthusiasts and drag queens famously punted up um i would love to do a show at therapy because i actually i love a space with tables because I, I think Michelle, shockingly, I think drag queens sometimes do drag for attention. Um, and 
I think Michelle loves a seated audience. Yeah. <laughs> she loves a seated crowd. You want that audience to pay attention to you and be there for you. Well, I, I want them to be there for me, sure, but I also, like, I would love for them to listen to the, the dramaturgical arc of my yeah, piece. Of course, yeah, of, of course. Uh, so that would be a lot of fun, I think. So we're going to play a game. It's called This or That. Okay. I'm going to give you two things, and you're going to tell me which one you prefer. Cool. Spring or summer? Spring. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Burger King or McDonald's? Oh my god. Can you believe I couldn't think of one? I'm going to go with McDonald's. City or country? City. Bath or shower? Bath. East coast or west coast? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be bold and pick east coast. Ooh. Ooh. Hawaii or Alaska? Hawaii. Pac-Man or Tetris? Pac-Man. Hero or villain? Hero. Real Housewives of New York or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? New York. Broke or dead? Broke. Blind or deaf? Deaf. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Be a friend or be a lover? Mm, be a friend. Leather or lace? Leather. Top or bottom? Oh, um, it's 2019, and if you're not first, you're not doing drag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's missing in the drag scene today in 2019? Okay, uh, it's famously 2019, as we've established. Um, I think that something I think, I don't know if it's missing, but I personally see this kind of tendency towards being on trend, mm -hmm. being really important in drag nowadays. And for me, that like, for my personal philosophy in drag, that kind of contradicts what it's about. And I know that that's just my definition of drag, so I'm not trying to impose my definition on it. But I guess I would love more drag with... I like what Andy said a lot about... Andy Starling, hi baby. Um, about drag with a with purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I love drag with a mission statement, yeah. you know? Um, because I think that's where I'm coming at from it. Like, I'm coming at it like, what an incredible way to loosen the boundaries of performance and kind of try to uncover these like these uh ambiguities in the world and that's where i'm coming from and so i would love more <laughs> i can't believe i'm about to say this i would love more philosophical inquiry in my drag <laughs> there you go well speaking of andy starling i asked him this question i'll ask it to you as well as there are so many styles of drag between campy to monster to pageant to dance mm -hmm. whatever it is the list goes on in such a competitive scene, queens will dismiss others' drag if it doesn't fall in line with theirs. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to be able to celebrate this idea of all drag matters? Mm. How, how do we do this? Mm. I love this question. I think um, Andy did too. Um, but I think, for me, it goes back to like my theater roots. And whenever I see a show, I try to think of it as did they accomplish what they wanted to accomplish? Like, if I see the production of King Lear that's on Broadway and be like, yeah, but there was no singing, like, that's kind of missing the point. So if, like, someone sees one of my performances and, like, critiques me on my dancing, I think they're not really getting where I'm coming from, right. you know? And so I think that's a really good way to for drag performers and for hopefully audiences to check themselves and say, like, is that queen doing what she wants to be doing to the fullest extent that she can do it. You know, because I think that allows for so many different types of drag. And to use another theater allegory, it's like, if we want this industry to become a real industry where, you know, it has room to breathe and, like, room to be epic, 
you know, you're not going to be like looking at the Broadway scene and be like, you know, I wish there were only Eugene O'Neill naturalism uh, on Broadway, you know, like kill me now. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to be like, I wish there was only 40 shows like wicked on Broadway. Like that would take the specialness away from what it is. And I think tenfold yeah. with drag. So drama, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself staying away from it or feeling the fire? And <laughs> in an age of social media, is there a way to prevent drama and coexist peacefully? I would hope so. Um, uh, I think that me personally, I try my best to not get involved in drama because I'm a really... Uh, how many times am I going to say the word neurotic on this podcast? But like, I get really uh, in my head if I think someone has misinterpreted what I said mm-hmm. in a mean way. And I'm like, I can't believe they, they, they think that I... So I think that's where I would start drama. Yeah. With someone being like bitch it's not that serious like and i'm like <clears throat> yeah true true not that deep not that deep sorry i just started choking drama <laughs> oh my god i i choke on your couch to death that's oh my god drama. that's drama <laughs> um and i think that mostly in the age of social media things are bound to be spread stories are bound to be added if you will you know um like that's just kind of where i think that culture leads it to but i think a good way to coexist is to be like, don't let your sisters say mean shit about other people. Like, call your sisters out. Like, that's where it starts, you know? Like, don't let the people that are in your circles be acting in a way that you don't feel right about because that's just going to perpetuate the behavior. And you're not going to be able to to get through to someone that you're already in conflict with. Yeah. But you can get through to people who listen to your opinion. Well, speaking of talking about your sisters are you ready to play tea time i am ready to spill and watch i'm gonna literally have no mean things about well tell us some stories about your sisters your friends your colleagues your enemies whoever they are to you yeah like tell us a story tell us some tea give us give us it all i want dirt oh you'll have we're gonna start really simple okay pussy willow (laughs) i knew that she was gonna be first um Pussy Willow is one of my sisters from the Ultimate Drag Pageant, and um, we're both competing in All-Stars. Yes, you are. Uh, she said to me, like, do you think this will ruin our friendship? And I was like, I'm not going to let it. And she's like, good, I won't I won't either. And Pussy, now that's on record, okay? Cool. It's on record. It's on record, Puss Puss. Um, it's going in a mix. <laughs> Pussy uh, has been such a gift. She's... <laughs> uh, she has... She's so open-hearted, and she believes so fiercely in the people that she believes in. It's really a joy to see, um, because, you know, I, I think she's not afraid to to step in the drama for, on behalf of her sisters, and I think that's a really admirable quality. Um, yeah, I don't have bad things to say about her. I, I wish I got to see her more, but she lives famously in Queens. Yeah, it's, it's, that's Queens people. How yeah. dare we? <laughs> I mean, the space, honey. The, the right? area, the quiet area I love. Well, <laughs> next up, Sterling. <gasps> Sterling Tull. Uh, Tull. <laughs> wow, me mispronouncing my sister's name. Um, Sterling, again, every sister I got from the Ultimate Drag Pageant is like, cherished to me sterling and i will literally call each other and she'll be like hey you dead whore and i'll be like hi mom (laughs) and um we'll just talk for hours like if like either of us are walking through the city like having shit to do and that's sweet i'm jealous i don't have friends who will do that with me well you michael you gotta just call them up call them up put them on blast honey and be like i have friends who like who say do not call me i don't like talking on the phone 
So you know what I would say <laughs> for call or text. I love a call moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, she is one of the most insanely creative people I've I've met, and um, I consider myself pretty creative. But she'll send me ideas, and I'll be like, I think one thing she's really good at is not being afraid to be like a complete idiot, and not afraid to be conveyed as or con- construed as messy or blah, 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 what have you. Like, she'll let her stomach hang out and she'll just do her thing. And, you know, if she does it as well as I know she can, people usually seem to to resonate with it. And I think um, I'm excited to see where she goes yeah. because she's a wild makeup artist. I can't believe she can do her makeup in 45 minutes. I'm so mad. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that sister, even though I hate her, just to be on record about it. Thank you. Next is Free the Drag Queen. Free! free. I love when you say the whole name. It's like, how has she not been free? Like, where is she being held? Um, (laughs) I love Free. She's really... I admire how quickly she's immersed herself in the skill of drag. You know, like, for me personally, like, I still have a lot of trouble doing wigs and stuff. And I, I don't... I'll say it here. I don't know how to sew. I'm taking sewing lessons. Please, please, please. Um, I can't keep spending money on these outfits from Rainbow, honey. <laughs> um, the big bucks. Um, Free is really cool. I think that... Did you see her look from Miss Barracuda the first week? I was week? there. You were there? That fucking gagged me, Free. So, you know, good for her. Good for her for being a hot, hot boy. And usually really hot guys can't really pull off a beautiful look because we love them for their masculine features. And then Free has been getting prettier and prettier and prettier. So you go, girl. There you go. Next up is Lemon. <sighs> Lemon gives me life. Um, I actually have to say her name like that. I yeah. have to say the full tag just to put it out there. Lemon famously, I think the narrative is that I should despise her. She, she beat me. Um, but the thing is, she beat me pretty fair, pretty square, pretty fiercely. Um, I will always and forever remember and mention the Charlie Brown gag when she was doing the cha-cha slide and took off her dress and her, her wig and was Charlie Brown. It's one of the most iconic things I can think of in drag. Um, Lemon, I really admire her. I think her work ethic is amazing. I think she's really hilarious. Um, and I think she's ugly and stupid. There you go. Yeah. How about Vix? <gasps> Vix. Vix is also famously competing in All-Stars. Um, I am jealous of the beauty. I'm jealous of... I think what Vix does really well that a lot of drag queens, including myself, have trouble with is being simple. You know, like, letting whatever performance you're doing speak for itself, you know? Um, like, you know, the famous... For me, when I think of Vix, I think of the voice. I think of the voce, um, which is incredible. Uh, and, like, I think that's a really admirable thing to be like, you know, I'm going to let that part of my talent speak for itself. You know, because I, I am very high energy, and, like, and because of that, I'm very messy, and a lot of it's on purpose, and a lot of it is, you know, what something I'm working on. Vix, Vix has drag that is streamlined, yeah, and I really appreciate that. Next up is someone you mentioned already, but let's talk about her more. Marty Gold Cummings. Marty! Um... If someone goes on this podcast and has Marty and they don't bow, 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 or Baby Shark, are they in the know? Do they know about it? Um, Marty is fucking hilarious. I really, like I said, in eighth grade, I was on the Broadway World message boards, and um, 
a lot of the times they would post the interviews that Marty did on the red carpet when he was still uh, wearing no wigs yeah. and doing the whole thing. And so that was one of the first things I told her. I was like, when I was in middle school, I was watching your videos and like, I bet she had a heart attack. But um, <laughs> I really, again, I admire her work ethic. I think it's crazy how high octane she stays and how many uh, balls she has in the air. I think it's really cool. And I just think she's one of the most hilarious performers in New York yeah. City. Like, God, I could watch her lip sync forever. And, you know, again, she called um, herself to all of us um, at the pageant. Like, she called us, or her, um, our drag aunt. And, like, I couldn't be more honored, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to me. Next we have Aria Durchi. Aria Durchi. Um, I, I think, you know... I think I'm really glad that we weren't on the same season of the Ultimate Drag Pageant. I think we would have canceled each other out in a mm. lot of ways. Um, because we both have... Um, I think Arya's sensibility is um, more classic than mine mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But we are very twisted and dark, and we enjoy doing that in our performances. And, you know, we both ripped off you know, doll heads you know, yeah. for our performances. Her doll prop, though, much better than mine. Um, I think she's super smart. I think she's... Like, I'll mention it again, like, incredibly smart. She's much more intuitive, I think, than a lot of people want to give her credit for. Or, you know, maybe no one's thinking about her, I don't know. Um, but I just, I have the most wonderful conversations with her when um, we're just, like, on the street, uh, outside a bar, you know. She's she's really cool. Yeah. Well, next up, we have the Drop Dead Queen, Cherry Poppins. <sighs> okay, well, I'm just going to walk out. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, thank you so much. No, just kidding. Uh, we... We saw Cherry earlier, um, like a ghost. She appeared uh, behind the door. Um, (laughs) I have just been getting to know Cherry, and I really, I love her. She's been very supportive. She's been very kind to me, and um, I think it's really cool that she doesn't seem... This is, like, gonna sound shady until I elaborate. It's really cool she doesn't seem satisfied with her drag, but, like, I mean that to say that, like... I've noticed her, even in the past couple of months, like, really stepping her pussy up. And I think that's so cool. And the fact that she started to make clothes and stuff like that. And, like, you know, very generous. Like, she put in our group message for the Ultimate Drag Pageant All-Stars. And she's also one of my competitors. Um, She put, like, hey, like, if anyone needs, like, alterations on an outfit, it's like, I'll give you a discount and, like, do it for y'all. And I was like, okay, first of all, sabotage. Because, right. you know, you, you, right. you make those themes a little faulty. Um... But no, I mean, I I love her. We did some shows at the Vault in Brooklyn. She had me out as a guest twice, and it was such a blast. And, you know, one day I'll know the lyrics to those duets. Thanks, Sherry. (laughs) Next we have Tsunami Muse. (sighs) Tsunami Muse is someone that I feel privileged to have met because um, before I met her, I I found her quite iconic. Um, And it's one of those really upsetting things where you meet someone who's, like, so beautiful, and you're like, I'm ready for you to be, like, a bitch. I'm ready for it. Like, I've got a strong armor. And Tsunami is, like, the classiest, most poised, most fun, like, queen. And, you know, we've really not met each other that long, that much, but um, we're both cast members on the Real Drag Moms of New York. And I just, I gag every time I see her, because it's one of those people who looks just as good in person, and you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> That's a privilege, because if you've seen me live and then in, on, on my Instagram, um, I look the same. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> next up is the Flower Tortilla. Flower Tortilla. Um, she's my Pace University sis. We, I did my first 
drag show as Michelle shocked with her at this bar called The White Horse. It was Flower and Michelle Ride the White Horse. And the first song I ever did in drag I can answer is Knock on Wood by mm-hmm. Amy Stewart, of course. Um, that's not how you say her name. Anyway, um, Flower is um, really sweet. And the thing I hesitated to say, but well, I'll just say it, is um, I remember a time when I was unequivocally more beautiful than Flower Tortilla, unequivocally more put together. And that time faded quickly because she invested herself really quickly. And when she knows what she wants to do and she knows she wants something, she's going to put the work behind it. And I think that's really cool. I just bought her a fire uh, machine, like at Ricky's, you know, one mm-hmm. of the, the cotton things. So, or at Abracadabra. But, um, yeah, Flower always has my back if I ever need advice on this stuff. Because she's just, like, she's been the scene scene a little longer than I have, like... She's always so, so free with it, and um, we're planning a show right now. So amazing! Fingers crossed. You're yeah. gonna sing together. Yeah. What are you gonna sing? Um, the well, here, Flower Tortilla will always say that she never wants me to be on mic when we're on a show together because I'll either eviscerate her or be more funny. And Flower, <laughs> I I can't help it. I'm so sorry, but um, I think I would love to sing "I Am My Own Best Friend" from Chicago with That'd Flower Tortilla. That'd be cute. Yeah, That'd I'm, be fun. Right? Next up is Gemma Bubblegum. Gemma Bubblegum. Oh, my gosh. Um, Gemma Bubblegum and I did a show together with uh, Heidi Ho and a drag queen that I think is now just Shane, um, our friend Shane. I don't know if he kept doing drag. Um, But Gemma was really cool because for me, going into that process, like, she was someone that, like, was just, like, so sure of herself as a person, like in a way that I hadn't seen in a lot of people because, you know, I was surrounded by college, you know, people and no one's sure of themselves in college. And, you know, she's just, like, obviously so fucking gorgeous, you know? And a very cute boy, too. Oh, a beautiful boy. I'm so forever jealous of the hair. (laughs) Those curls. Those curls, girl. Oh, my God. Um, And, yeah, so, like, when we did our show together, like, I was just, like, kind of probably a little dweeby. You know, I felt a little dweeby. I was like, this girl is, like, established, and she gets it, and she's, like a nightlife goddess and you know me being like just you know whatever um uh, um i'm trying to think of the character she played we did a real housewife spoof i'm trying to think of what housewife she did but anyways Gemma, you're hot you're gorgeous you're beautiful you're talented i live next heidi ho (gasps) heidi heidi one time heidi ho at iconic um said to me she was like yeah we're friends and i um i was like oh cool and then i was like then you went home and cried yeah i took i i i i I turned around and i started sobbing convulsively right there in the bar um heidi ho is again one of those drag queens like marty gold cummings who i admire so much for their performance style heidi is such a weirdo i Mm -hmm. remember going to see her show at the duplex while we were in rehearsals for um the rise and fall of Countess Luann, who she she played Luann. Of course. of course she played Luann. And um, just being, like, so in awe of how free she is and how free to be, like, an absolute idiot, she feels. Like, she's so alive on stage. And um, I, I, because I was supporting Audrey and Iconic, I um, got to see her every week. And just, it's just such a pleasure. Like she makes me feel so warm. Like I said, she gave me some of the best advice I've ever given, uh, gotten in drag. And I just, 
that's a drag queen that I have already worked with in that capacity, but would die to work with yeah. at all times. Well, there's always season three of Iconic, so. Mm. <laughs> well, let's talk about Iconic. Season one winner, Nicole and Oscar. <gasps> Nicole! Um, Nicole is so cool. I remember meeting... What I immediately thought of was some advice she gave me once that I've still heeded. She was like, after a show I did at um, Hardware for Marty as a part of, you know, the whole Ultimate Drag pageant gig, um, she was like, you know, Michelle, like, I think you're obviously, like, a very high-energy performer. You've got this and that and that. And she was like, but I just, I would love to see you, like, simplify it. Like, I don't think you need a prop every time. And I was like, huh? Like, that's the note I got in acting school all throughout college. It was like, we would love it simpler. And I was like, okay, but I would love it more. But um, she gave me permission to start exploring that in a very new way. Um, and she's been nothing but kind and um, genuine to me. And I think uh, the way that she... The way that she puts herself out there is very inspiring. The fact that she has grown so quickly... Um, kind of blew my mind the first time that I was talking to her. I was like, how long have you been doing drag? And she was like, oh, I don't know, like a year. And I was like, <sighs> everyone grows at their own rate, Ryan. Everyone yep. grows at their own rate. Um, and yeah, so I think that's really inspirational. And I think she's a fucking weirdo. She's yeah. a wackadoodle. Yes, she is. <laughs> and finally, our current reigning no. iconic. Yes. Audrey Phoenix. <laughs> Audrey, um, I have my hands on my cheeks. Audrey is one of my most dear sisters. Um, I honestly, I could go on a lot about this girl. She is really one of the most kind, very, she's a Libra, and I know that doesn't mean anything, but if you know, you know. Like, she is a Libra. Um, she is so sweet. Like, I can't get over, like, what, like, a teddy bear I feel like she is. Like, I just, I want to pinch her little cheeks. And how fucking gorgeous the glow-up has been yeah. since Ultimate Drag Pageant. Fucking iconic, if yeah. you will. Um, I couldn't be more proud of her. I cried during both of her numbers um, at the finale on Sunday. And um, I even I, I got chills, no, no tears, but I did get chills when they kept commenting on how alive she was. Because that's what I see in her drag. She just brings so much joy. And she's, again, so weird. Um, and she bought me empa she bought me Empanada Mama on my birthday. Oh, how sweet of her. So that's, like, literally all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bought her Chinese food last night. Was... Oh, my gosh. See? Congratulations. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Because when you're MSG. generous, you're what? Generous. Oh, and mentioning Audrey's generosity, thank you so much for uh, lending me all of your advice <clears throat> and wigs. What? If you could do a drag swap with one New York City queen, who would it be? Um, like full look and potentially okay. gig, maybe if that person. Oh, okay. Well, you, this is me being ridiculous, but my answer is Sasha Valore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because I got to see Smoke and Mirrors at New York oh. Live Arts, and it was um, really impeccable. She she does what she wants. Again, it's that theater thing. She does what she wants to do so impeccably that I really admire that, and um, I think she's on the top of her game. I love that she does drags in spaces that aren't necessarily meant for drag, yeah. and she puts it out there in her own way, and she uses it how she wants to, and I guess this is to say that I would love to be in nightgowns. There you go. <laughs> Sasha, you listening? Hi, Sash. Uh, 
What is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> my go-to karaoke song is Tell It To My Heart by Taylor Dane. <laughs> Why? Um, it speaks to me, and I, uh, okay. during the, um, well, if I'm in drag during the, uh, the musical interlude, I'll go on, like, a rant about, mm-hmm. like, you know, my boyfriend who didn't tell it to my heart, you know, and it's like, it's just like, we have one life to live, and so, um, and it sits in my, my lovely low baritone, just Fabulous. fine, yeah. <laughs> If you were on The Amazing Race and you had to pick a New York City drag queen to be your partner, who would it be? Um, I would think, I would think, as of right now, the first queen that came to mind was Pussy Willow, because I think she'd be ruthless. Oh, that would be television. She would be savage she on that show. She would make me cry. She would make me cry, because she would not be happy with how stressed I was being yeah. on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> what songs or artists that you don't currently perform do you want to add to your repertoire? Ooh, um, I would love to do more Mitski. I've been um, really loving... I love... My favorite type of music is sad, gay dance music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, obviously my favorite song is Dancing on My Own, you know. Of course, I'm, I'm gay. You're a Robin stan. I'm a Robin stan. I would love I would love for Robin's new album to feel more performable. Um, a song I've always wanted to do is Be Mine by mm-hmm. Robin, because um, I love the strings in it. Um, I would like to add more, like punk girls which is hard because i feel like a lot of punk girls like are not going to be recognizable songs. like who who would you uh there's this band called the screaming females that mm-hmm. i like a lot there's a song called glass house um that i really want to perform i love doing bikini kill but i do them a lot and i love a riot girl there's a new there's a band um newish you know a few years they're called charlie bliss and they just like keep releasing music that is like perfect for my drag persona. So I've, I've been doing that a few times. Well, I think what you need to reach out to Violet Tendency and do her um, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's your space. We were to actually do that. T- we were talking about that today. So. Good. There you go. Good work. Thank Violet you. Tendency. I am so proud of this, such the, a sweetheart. The, the amazing things she's bringing to not only Brooklyn Jack to Manhattan. Yes. With her auto shrunken head show. I love so, it. So you know what, bitch? Keep on doing it. I'm very work. proud. Well, we are going to move into the pop five rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to give you five pop culture events, things, recent things that you can comment on, word, phrase, story. Yeah. If you don't know what they are, well, you're just like everyone else who does not know shit about <laughs> the world. But but that would really fuck with my superiority complex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's start off with number one, Virginia winning March Madness. That's rude, Michael. That's about <laughs> sports. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Did you, do you, have you ever filled out a bracket? I have. When I was in high school, my brother actually went to uh, college on a basketball scholarship. Where did he go? Uh, he went to a D3 school. Oh. It was, it's not important. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, even though I don't think you're listening to this, Brendan. But if you do, I love you and thank you for supporting my choices. Um, and yeah, no. Sports, no. no. Well, it's next, how about Fosse Verdon? I'm excited for Fosse Verdon. I saw Michelle Williams in Cabaret, and uh-huh, uh-huh. I was famously, uh, her performance was very divisive, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. Uh, I well, got it. I saw Emma Stone, who was incredible. <gasps> oh, I'm sure. It was the best maybe this time I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh my gosh. I I could go on and on about Cabaret. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the show also. Bob Fosse is one of my heroes. Yes. I did a book report on him in sixth grade. That's really When sweet. I should not have been doing a book report on Bob Fosse. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for the show. I'm very nervous because mm-hmm. I don't know if I love Sam Rockwell as an actor. So I hope he's good. Yeah. I think... I guess I'm a little apprehensive because I know there's so many ways it could go wrong. Right. Yeah. And, like, again, those who know the Bob Fosse story, 
we've seen a lot of it in dramatization all through that all that jazz yeah. and Roy Schneider, who was impeccable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Sam Rockwell brings. But we're excited for um, the content. Yeah, we're very, you know? very excited. Yeah. Um, and I just hope we get to see some real authentic Fosse. <gasps> yes. My favorite... This is going to be like a. This is the section for the non theater people to not um, understand. This is check out for a second. Mm-hmm. My favorite Fosse routine is the Manson Trio Inside Glory uh, from Pippin. Yes, 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 yes. When I saw the revival Amazing. the first time and they did the original choreo for that moment, I sobbed. Wow. I sobbed. That I don't know good. what it is about just if it's the combination of the choreography plus the music being so light and fun in that song which is so fucking dark mm-hmm. live iconic live for it yeah that that revival was really good was really shout good. out diane paulus yeah <laughs> next up is the new celine dion tour i didn't know about this wow yeah she announced last week she's going on tour take my um, gay card here she is i think <laughs> 2020 she'll be in new york but yeah she's she's gonna be out of vegas and going back on tour of north america my only comment is just a delighted giggle yeah. i can't wait are you a celine dion fan i'm a big celine dion fan do I, you ever perform celine um i have this idea for a number where i do it's all coming back to me now as every drag queen has ever done um, and fish are you gonna do a story yeah oh my god that's actually one of my favorite nicole noscopy numbers uh <laughs> on record but i was gonna do it and then pull out a, a big mac meal and then of course there you go that's yeah. funny yeah. yeah thank you and we all love food so yeah i am a big uh slut for a diva you know i'm a diva worshiper at heart yeah. i am a drag queen it's my number one job uh to worship a diva of my own creation but uh celine dion could kill me with her voice yeah well next is the new revival of oklahoma <gasps> i can't wait to see it i i've heard so many mixed things about mm-hmm. it obviously the purists are like this is horrible yep. the the people who love new ideas are like this is groundbreaking yeah i'm a big uh revisionist you know i'm all mm-hmm. for it so i i love the idea of it i love what i've seen of like the set and the fact that it's in this like really gaudy barnyard, like go go off. And they have chili at intermission. I mean, I would go for the chili because yeah. again, a big slut for chili, um, a slut for a lot of things. Chili, you know, uh, vocalists, you know, being a slut yeah. for slut sake. Um, yeah. So Rebecca Naomi Jones could kill me with her piercing eyes. Um, for the record, no one can kill me. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Actually, there's probably only one person who could, and it's Aria Durchi. <laughs> I get lemon! <laughs> um, but, yeah, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. Yeah. I think the fact that Marty isn't in it yet is kind of criminal. Yeah. Marty, you gotta call those producers. They need you in Oklahoma. <laughs> but just in the final number, they literally just have <laughs> Marty sing it. <laughs> That's funny. That's well, crazy. last but not least, um, we'll, this will be coming out after it is restarted, but the last one for you is the Game of Thrones final season. <sighs> okay, so here's my my full story of Game of Thrones. Uh-oh. I watched it Uh-oh. Um, until... It, and it's, I guess it's not sad, but it's a little pathetic. Um... I watched it until season three and then I watched the red wedding and I literally had to stop and I was with a group of friends who had all already seen it and I stopped and I literally sobbed for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I, um, it was, it was one of those shows that I was only introduced to because the person I was seeing liked it. And then we were watching season four and I was in the middle of season four and then we broke up and then it was just not something I wanted to watch because it reminded me of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there are lots of those for me too. And so I'm a little in the dark about Game of Thrones, but you know, 
that all that has been healed. And well, he just make a prediction right now. Who is getting the Iron Throne? I think it's Daenerys. All right, there you go. There it is. You know, I gotta say it. <laughs> so it is now time for the new segment, Fan Corner. Yay! Uh, so these are a couple questions from random Terrifying. people. Uh, the first question is from Coco Taylor. Oh, word. Um, I love Coco Taylor. Yeah, she's great. And she wants to know what shocks Michelle. <laughs> um, oh, okay. This is a great question because I will always say, like, oh, you know, like, I... Um, you know, when I am shooken by something, I'm like, oh, good. Like, that was disturbing. I can confirm. Uh, I The last really shocking thing I saw was, um, I would say, actually, Zalika's final number. Mm-hmm. Um, and not for the fact that it was triggering or anything like that, but for the fact that I've never seen raw emotion so fully given over to an audience in a drag space like that and for me it really affected me like i i had a very visceral reaction i i really cried a lot before she even pulled out the you know the 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 thing you know um it was just so powerful for me and that really shocks me when something is i think authenticity really shocks me when someone really breaks through all of their own shit to hit the center of something i find that shocking nice this is a question from audrey phoenix i love um, who is Fork? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so when I don't feel good about how I've done my makeup a certain night or my, my outfit, um, I, I say I'm not going out as Michelle tonight, I'm going as Fork. And Fork has an umlaut over the O, so everyone says Fork, like, please welcome to the stage, Fork, like, in my fantasies. I've never yeah. actually performed as Fork. Not yet. Not yet, but I go, they go like... Please welcome to the stage. She's not a knife. She's not a spoon. You know her. You love her. You eat with her. It's Fork. And then I have to yell, It's Fork! Because that's actually how you pronounce right, it. Right, of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, so Fork is, I think, Michelle's id. Okay. You know? <laughs> the inner saboteur. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the, the scariest part of Michelle. There you go. Who's already kind of scary. Next is a question from Pussy Willow. Okay, great. There's going to be, it's a series of Pussy oh, Willow questions. great. First is, <laughs> who is your favorite sister from UDP? I knew she was going to say something like that. Pussy, of course it's you. How could I say anyone else? And that's because she she has a serious blackmail on me. Please. Please cut that, cut that <laughs> oh part my out. God. Cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, that in. I can't wait for this blackmail. Yeah, yeah. Um, she next asked, who will win UDP All-Stars if you don't? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that it's a really cool group of girls. I am not so familiar with some of them, but all the girls I know are really cool and very talented. And um, envisioning a world where I don't win is not okay for my fragile, fragile ego. There you go. I'm just kidding. I don't do it to win. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, she next wants to know is, what is your favorite way to cause murder? <laughs> um, I love a carbon monoxide moment. Oh. It sneaks up on you. You never know. Because then you know it's like, oh, leaky pipe. <laughs> and this is a question that first came in from Harry Legrande, but then came in from Pussy Willow because she was pissed off when she found out she wasn't the first one to ask it. Oh, gosh. Um, which New York City queen would you kai kai with? I somehow knew that this question was a question that I was going to have to uh, answer. Um, I don't like having sex with my artistic peers because it's... Uh, bitten me in the ass before uh literally and metaphorically <laughs> uh, 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 uh. um but since i'm getting over that because i'm new enlightened and mature um i'm gonna say the last person i saw on my feed with a trade pick and this is a person i don't actually know and have never met 
but had a really cute boy selfie yesterday, and that's Judy Darling. Yeah. A very cute boy work, honey. Mm-hmm. And is she talented? Oh, she's so fucking talented. I've never gone to see her live. Oh my god, she is... I saw the Stonewall Invasion on the clips, and I followed her immediately after, because she um, looks so fierce. She is a stunning makeup artist. Mm-hmm. She is so talented, and... And you're hot. Good for you, there, girl. She is very hot. There you go. Now, I have a question from a previous guest, Arya Dirchi. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to create change in your community? Oh, I love that question, Aria. Um, I think it's very easy to feel helpless about changing any community. And so I think you have to start with yourself and you have to start with the energy you're putting out there. So I think I'm trying to change my community by... um, by being like a psychopath, like being psycho in my performances, but still um, trying, I, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to change my community, but I'm really trying to, for my, in doing this for myself, it's not like a call to arms for anyone else, but it's like what I'm putting out there. I'm really trying to challenge my performance style and how to contextualize it. And I think in doing that, I uh, my hope would be to have someone who's never tried drag because they didn't think they could fit into a mold be like maybe that's something i could do maybe i could do something a little off center so i think i'm just trying to represent for those girls who 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 can't glue down their lace (laughs) well now is your turn to ask my next guest a question oh fun okay um my question for your guest would be uh what hobby do you have that in no way uh, feeds into your drag career do you cherish the most alright I like that I'm yeah. excited for that cool well if you've gotten this far in the podcast use congratulations sh- congrats but <laughs> use hashtag shocked by Michelle <gasps> yes where can we find you on social media you can find me on Instagram at Michelle with one L uh, the other one walked out on me Michelle underscore shocked with a D because sometimes they're like Michelle shock and I'm like with a D with an ED ED there you go Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael. I had a blast. A huge thank you to Michelle for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what's been your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.